1: Are we having fun yet? <laughs> <laughs> right? From those commercials? Sphere commercials.
0: Right?
1: Hi, I'm Alexander Chester. And Av, please don't look at the bottom half of my screen.
0: I have an erection for some reason. <laughs> and I'm Sedensky, and I was not constantly high from 1987 to 2002, primarily because I was four years old when that time period began.
1: Welcome back to Pretty, Pretty, Pretty Good, formerly a Curb Your Enthusiasm podcast, presently a Party Down podcast. We are here today. We are gathered today to discuss season two, episode four. A somewhat somber moment. It's the James Ellison funeral, which originally aired on May 14th, my brother's birthday, 2010. And uh, this pad. this podcast is all just facts of semantics. We're not going to be racist.
0: I certainly hope we're not going to be racist, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, the night is young. Um, my <laughs> glass is still much too full. So, hmm. you know, we're, we're certainly not going to try to be racist, I think. But, you know, I guess you never know. Yeah. All right. Well, why
1: don't we put on our massive glasses? Like Casey, and uh, walk in and get the show started.
0: Yeah, I mean, I uh, I was listening to oh, you wanted a fact checked fans, another podcast. So, oh, yeah,
1: sorry, let's not skip ahead.
0: Yeah, um, and first of all, I thought your that that ad read for Manscaped was excellent, that was great, that was very well done. with Dara. So, yeah, yeah Oh, was good really job, good.
1: Dara. Yeah, I don't know if he listens to this, but probably not convey uh, the message another way.
0: I also liked when uh, Keeve was questioning you on the Vikings defense and like they had have, they have like super high like yards per play. Yeah. And he, he's, you're like, well, that's their plan. He's like, their plan is to give up a lot of yards on every play. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I agree. It's very, it's very, it's very frustrating to watch.
1: Um, so. uh, it's interesting, but... it, it's, it's, um it's it's but... it's bend and don't break uh and i don't know they're six and one so it's sort of like unfortunately uh it's it's hard to criticize because certain people like my father for example are focused exclusively on record and nothing else matters and you know who says otherwise losers losers point to statistics
0: that's, that's true saying. it's all about it's all. It's a, it's a wins league the nfl yes, yes it is <laughs> they don't care about your statistics other than wins It's yes. really the only relevant statistic absolutely um yeah, I also heard you went on this awesome trip. Um, it sounded like a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I had a great time on the trip.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, but is there anything that needs to be fact-checked?
0: There's nothing that needs to be fact-checked. Um, I, it, was, it was interesting to me that you, you fit, neglected to mention anything regarding our trip to Niagara Falls. Um, I thought that was like a big uh, oh. a big moment in the trip.
1: Oh, well, uh, bigger for me, I guess. Yeah, perhaps I should remember <laughs> that. I, uh, I, I almost got arrested. Arrested, Listen, every time detained, I go to the, every time I go to the U.S. maybe, Can- <laughs> maybe sent to like
0: Guantanamo Bay. Oh. I don't know how it works.
1: Yeah, every time I go to the Buffalo, uh, the Canada America border at Niagara, bad things happen. So
0: yeah, yeah. So we went to, up to Niagara Falls on Sunday morning uh, just because like we really had nothing to do. When we're like, I think going to Niagara Falls is like our best option. So we headed up there. You know, we just uh, figured like you know we'll just you know take it and walk around for a little bit. Um ah, this is the second time you and I have been there together. Uh, correct we went in 12th grade we did our uh, 12th grade senior trip was Niagara Falls and Toronto mm-hmm. I, yeah, I have it, a picture of myself
1: with you at the same place we took a picture on Sunday morning uh, with my leg draped around your body for some reason
0: Oh that's fun Um That's funny we, we should have taken like tried to reenact uh, that picture sure. I, I only thought of that right now otherwise uh, that would have been a good idea Oh well, I didn't know that picture existed until right now. Um, yeah, this was my third time at Niagara Falls. I also went as a kid with like my uh, cousins. Um, anyway, so we park our car. And we scared, like we like we're like where do you go? And we're like eh, we'll figure it out. Like you walk, you eventually you'll see something that looks like a giant waterfall, or you know, mm, yeah. there, you know. Although one, one of the people
1: in our group saw it and very surprisingly said, "Hey, look at that! There's running water."
0: <laughs> well, that was not me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so we we start walking in one direction. We see a sign that says like this is the way to like the pedestrian walk, walk-way, walkway to Canada, to Canada. Yeah. and we're like, "All right, well, we're not interested in going to Canada, but like that seems at least worth like you know." Checking out, maybe it's like cool. I don't know. Maybe I think somebody
1: they- did propose, "Hey, could we go there?" But none of us have passports. Yeah, of we course work- we don't have yeah.
0: passports. We have no yeah. such plans to go to Canada. Yes. um So we walk and we walk a little bit, maybe like I you know, two more minutes, and eventually we get to a big giant wall with a big sign that says "Entering Canada," and it has like this big metal gate. Not exactly. Has, like- it says no, "Do exactly. not enter."
1: It says "Do not enter," unless you intend to go to Canada. <laughs>
0: it says "Entering Canada." And there was a and there was a sign that says like do not go past this point without a U.S. passport, and it was like metal gates it had barbed wire on top and had just like one revolving door, and we're all like okay, well I guess this is obviously as far as as we go. One member of the group <laughs> disagreed with that assessment. Well, okay, just to be fair,
1: uh, well first of all, notwithstanding <laughs> that it was relatively early in the morning, sobriety was not in my favor. I I could, I could confirm. Yeah. Uh, second of all, on the left side of the path along – so, yeah. So it was outdoors, and you go through the gate. On the other side of the gate, the path along – like viewing the river, viewing the waterfall continued. So I thought perhaps you can go a few more feet,
0: have a nicer view, and then turn around and return. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, but – so we all like stop and like we see Alex is like, "What are you talking about? We can keep going." <laughs> we're like, "No, you can't." What are you like? What What are you not seeing? And he's yeah. like, "Trust me, we can go." And we're like, and like he literally he's like well, going through the revolving door. And I'm like, Alex, what are you doing? I took a he, risk. And he He definitely did. He goes through, and he's like, "You see the revolving door, revolving door." And then like he pushes it and he pushes it and it's and it's locked. And he's like, "Oh," and we're like, "Yeah," like it said, "You can't come back." In hindsight side yeah <laughs> that's what all the signs said mm. um um I, yeah from there i only know based on what you told me we were just like all right alex is dead we know <laughs> who the hell knows like he could be like in, i'm gonna the, call in, alex is dead yeah for all you know he's in like some like ice camp already mm-hmm. We're like i thought for like at a minimum like you're there for hours like you're just gonna like you're gonna stick you in some office and you know wait to have to deal with you and like We're like, (laughs) you'll call us when you're out. You'll Uber to us. Like, you're not our problem anymore. Yeah. I mean, my confidence
1: was I thought if you go through and you don't have a passport, then when you walk in the passport office, you say – when you walk in the office for customs, you say, I don't have one. They say, well, then you can't go in, and then you just turn around and go back, And which is what I assumed would happen. So I, (laughs) I open the door. I go in. Do I need to tell the story? Or you've heard the story. Am I telling hey, this? You the go ahead. One?
0: No, I'm not going to retell your story.
1: All right. So, yeah. So, so I walk in and immediately, to uh, I walk in the building to the right and immediately there's a the door to the right, which is going right back to where Av and the other people are. And I see them right through the window. They're like five feet away from me. So, I just start turning that way. So, the woman says, excuse me, sir, where are you going? Uh, and in hindsight, I realized it was, you know, 10:30, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. There weren't that many pedestrians headed to Canada at this point. And so, uh, the the uh, U.S. Customs uh, border agent, whatever here was, was a little bit bored. So anyway. So I said, oh, sorry, I, I came in here by accident, and I'm just going to go back there. And she said, did you not see the signs? And I said, I, I, I guess I misunderstood the mercy. I'm sorry. <laughs> and she was, she was not in, happy about this. So she said, do you have your passport?" I said, no, I wasn't intending to go to Canada. Can I just go back out the door?" She says, well, no, because now you're under inspection. <laughs> well, yeah. But, again, but I'm, I haven't left. You're trying to really, legally cross the border. No, again, I, I'm on the American side. The Americans have to let me through before I can then go to the Canadian side and see if the Canadians will
0: let me out. But I hope the, this gets picked up as a segment on Fox News. Yeah, the
1: Americans know. On my like, I'm an American. They saw me. How do they through. know? How do they know? Just, they just saw me walk. How did I what get? If,
0: I don't know where you came from. Maybe you came. You tunneled from underneath.
1: And then I, so I tunneled from underneath from Canada to America just to sneak right back into Canada. But to fake it, to <laughs> pretend to sneak back into Canada, but really want to go back to America. I don't know what you're doing. But I was. I walked. You're sneaking gate. into one or the other. Yeah, but I'm in America. I've yet to leave him, anyways. So then she says, "Let me see your pa- your driver's license." I give her my driver's license. She says, "Let me see your entire wallet," which I thought was rather curious. And so I, I hand over my entire wallet. And then I and then I see you guys are guys getting bored. And so you waited <laughs> about a minute, and then you decided to leave, basically, right?
0: Well, we kind of figured like you have a phone, we have phones, like yeah. we could like go walk and like it's yeah. like you really and also it's like there there was nothing for we had no role in whatever was happening. Yeah. So next. I was
1: sort of jumping up and down trying to get your attention. You guys didn't see me. So then I pick up the phone and I start to call you guys. And she's like, excuse me, what are you doing? And I said, well, my friends are right there and they're walking away. I just want to call them to let them know where I'll be. And she got very mad at me then for using the phone in her presence. Uh-huh. And, and and she started yelling at me and she said, um, how long do you want this to take? We can be here all day, um, you know, and, and, and sort of a lot of sarcastic comments of that ilk. So I became very apologetic. And then she said to me, empty all your pockets. Turn your pockets. <laughs> so I did. And she says, what's well, in your pockets? And I said, well, I have my phone and I have my, my, uh, my keys to my car. I have my headphone like fob um for my air my whatever they're called my google ear pods and she says do you have any drugs or narcotics and i said no i don't and um then she asked me what my birthday was even though it was on my driver's license she asked me where i was born um and then eventually she let me go yeah that's the end of the story
0: yeah it, it ended up being less of a big deal than i thought it was going to be when you walked but, through that but, door but more than i thought it was going to be <laughs> yeah um we so were both right. Yeah, we were both right. Yes, both of our approaches to that fence were uh, were similar. Yeah. yeah, so then I obviously had to spend the rest of the day making sure that Alex understood all of the other fence-like, mm. you know, fixations and signs. Yeah. Like, hey, Alex, you, you told what? me
1: not to jump over into the uh, into the uh, right. River like, falls.
0: there's a there's a gate at the edge of Niagara Falls. I was like, Alex, do you understand that this gate is not like a suggestion that there's gonna be a different gate? Like, if you go through this gate, you fall into the falls. Yes, but you good. understood that, and that was good. That we were on the same page. That one about I understood. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we had a good time. Um, I think a fun time was had by all. We got to spend a lot of time in a in a in a parking lot. Um, I actually thought it was a really good thing that I never saw before. That like you're in a lot and there's like you could buy more food there. Like people yeah. were like going there to get more beer, get more snacks. Like they didn't have like meat and chicken and that sort of stuff, like like real food. Uh, but like, it's like kind of awesome that like they just and like supplies. They had like some like, you know, utensils. It's really smart. Yeah, uh, except they don't have Wi-Fi. That's not smart. But anyway. Yeah, that wasn't great. Um, the watching situation was not as good as we had hoped. Uh, but, you know. It was, you know, we watch football every week. It's like so, you know, if we saw kind of just say we saw like 75 percent like we knew what was happening every game. We saw the key moments of every game, Uh, but there are some times where the Wi-Fi was down.
1: Yep. Anyway, on that note, shall we jump right back into a curb or into we have yet to jump a curb or uh, you know what I mean? Our podcast.
0: Our podcast, about yeah, party, party down. Down. Okay, um, so that's yeah. Eventually, that's the, we'll have more curve to jump into. That's the recap of the Buffalo trip. Yeah, um, I did
1: yeah. forget to mention that part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I observed that. So yeah. so we open up our episode with Casey coming in. She's wearing dark glasses and she and Henry get into a back and forth a little banter about the rough night that she had. Um, and he, she tells him all about the uh, premiere that she went to afterwards. A you know this after party with Seth Rogen uh, because you know she was in that Appletown movie, and he, you know he must be so jealous because like you know I'm sure you don't get out anymore. You're not like paling around with these celebrities the way I am. Yeah, um, pretty great for me. And it's
1: sort of weird. So she's trying to do like this like joke with her sunglasses. Right, and yet, like she gets like super mad and sensitive about like a sunglasses, like a very tame
0: sunglasses-related joke that Roman makes.
1: Um, yeah, she's only wearing the mosh stick for Henry, right? Isn't that the point?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. She's she's like trying to show like, oh, like I'm like a cool she's, like is a celeb now. Yeah, She's to hide yeah. herself in public. Exactly. Um, Henry uh, notices that Ron's like completely spacing out. Uh, while he's giving him his instructions and, you know, reminds him to prep the buffet table. And when we walk, when he walks away, we see by that uh, Ron was on his I think it was an iPod, right? I don't even think it was an iPhone. Um, and he's listening to dust in the wind on repeat, um, just like that's the the headspace that he's in these days. So uh, that's great for Ron. Yeah, yeah. Um...
1: You know, it, the question that I think when you're watching this show, if you don't remember how it ends, is like how low is the descent for
0: Ron going to be? Right. Like, is Ron going to die? Right. Like, we is, almost
1: preview for that in this episode.
0: Right. Is there a bottom for Ron or could he just keep topping himself or bottoming yeah. himself? I guess would be more correct. So um, turns out that Lydia is missing an earring, which she uh, admits she believes she drops into the casket. So that's going to be a problem. Uh, very good uh, curb crossover story here, right? Having to retrieve something from a casket. general oh, yes. yes.
1: But well, there, I guess also they weren't sure whose nine iron it really was. Here, Lydia right. doesn't know was... the difference between an earring and a cufflink,
0: which seems odd. <laughs> right. Um, so in both stories, the person trying to steal something from a coffin is a big idiot. No, disagree. Agree?
1: Yeah, no, of course.
0: i big is. idiots. OK, good. All right. Sorry. Okay, I guess that, I guess that went without saying, but I said it anyway. Yeah, I thought it needed to be said. lest anyone think that I depend on this behavior. <laughs> um, so Roman's uh, Roman has no such uh, misgivings about digging in, and he does that exactly. So uh, he dives in, figure, you know, moving around. He's digging his guy under underneath the old guy, over the old guy, old guy, dead guy, uh, old but dead. Uh, and um, he finds an earring just as the host walks in, and she tells them to, um, there's a person here from the homeless shelter and can you please show her to the back to collect the extra food? Um, and she's also like, by the way, um, I noticed that you stole that cuff link from my father's coffin, So please put that back. As you said,
1: now here's my underlying question here. Do, do funerals usually have catering? Like I know a wake does, but is that usually at the same location? I thought it was like you went to a different location. You went home or whatever
0: um i'm not going to be able to speak intelligently at yeah, all on the okay. subject i've been to i believe two or three i believe they were wakes um but i don't want to say the wrong thing but i think that's what they were it was like it wasn't at the house it was in like a church or church-like thing um and it was like the body was out which was unusual for me but you know teach their own yeah Um I was driving today and did have the thought as I drove past the cemetery. Um, well that's a humongous waste of lands that is just there. So what should we do with it instead? Anything else? Okay. Literally anything else. Yeah. Um we need to store dead people's
1: bodies? Yeah, well I don't know. my wife it feels feels the same way, actually.
0: Yeah, I, know. Well, I, I, think I, think,
1: I think they should be buried. We have limited,
0: we have limited yeah. land. Well,
1: I think I think you should be buried. Uh, you know, not in, not in like some super airtight steel box that'll last a thousand years, but just directly in the ground, and then you disintegrate and you go back to the earth. Then you know it's a circle of life, or but, uh, whatever. Yeah, that's not how we do it. Thrown
0: out, get thrown out, thrown out with the trash on Thursday. <laughs>
1: <like>. <laughs> that's what I said Yeah.
0: Who gives a shit? Yeah. it's a dead body. It's not about that. It's about you
1: know there being a, a place for family to you know come to mourn, to remember, to identify with.
0: Yeah. People want a, a
1: corporate a place on earth to you know remember. And we have call. a housing, we have a housing
0: problem, but we're giving dead people houses. I don't
1: I don't think that's really the issue. Is there a shortage of you know, <laughs>
0: let's get rid of the golf. because the it's because of the, it's the dead voters who voted for the Democrats and now yes. they're giving them free housing. In the uh, center of town. That's you, might, the deal. you might have something here actually. Yeah, that is a good point. So that's how yeah. Democrats they run on the dead votes. They yeah. get all the dead voters to vote for them. I read that on Reddit um so yeah so the eulogies begin um rod is miserably looking on um as he stands behind the bar and roman really just like can't stand the lack of originality here having a black man seeing the blues uh kyle tells him to just shut up like you know have some respect <laughs> we're at a funeral uh good advice by kyle i think i'm mm. team kyle on that one yeah um, and then Henry proceeds to walk in on Ron, who's smoking weed in the bathroom, and he inquires if Ron is mentally capable of performing simple tasks. Uh, don't think I didn't consider that one for the intro line. In some way. <laughs> um, um, so um, Ron uh, tries and fails to reassure Henry that he can manage himself um he's like listen i was high constantly from 1987 to to, 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 to 2002 um so like i got this and by the way isn't it ironic that now you are questioning me about weed when just a few mere months ago the reverse was happening um don't you see the irony yeah that is ironic i guess that's ironic yeah ron's not in a
1: state to be releasing irony
0: right now though yeah um I feel like in his state, you probably see a lot of false irony.
1: Mm. <laughs> it's
0: like you're like making connections to that. Everyone's like, "No, that's idiotic."
1: Yeah, sort of like, um, no. Alanis Morissette with her fake irony, right? Maybe,
0: right, she right. Was smoking, yeah. maybe she was smoking too much weed. Could be, yeah. could be. Um, well, if so, you know, it's still a fun song. Yeah, um, it's like right on your wedding yeah. day. It is like right on your wedding day. It is. <laughs> so ironic uh, because rain on a wedding day is annoying. Um, Henry goes on to ask the widow if, you know, how is everything? Do you need anything? Um, and Instead, he gets a whole lesson and a lecture about how, you know, love. It's not supposed to be flashy like fireworks. It should be like a crock pot that cooks in day in, day out. Nothing flashy, just consistent and steady. Yeah. Now, let me ask a question. Do you recognize
1: Loretta Divine? The who's playing the, the, um, life, the yes,
0: yes. what do you recognize um, her from? Um, I think probably mostly Boston Public. Ooh, interesting. So that's
1: mine also. She was like the main cast there. She apparently won an Emmy on Grey's Anatomy, but I've never seen that show.
0: Yeah. I'm surprised we've um, both seen Boston Public. I'm not sure why I've seen Oh, play. I will I watch like all those David A. Kelly shows. I watched like that, Boston Legal, The Practice. Oh, that's uh, the I loved one I've All seen. those shows. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, the practice is fun. We should watch the practice. <laughs> That's not. Oh no, Ali McBeal was the one with. Um, Ali McBeal is also him with uh, what's her and, name? Um, oh,
1: Harrison Ford's wife. I
0: can't remember, I can't remember her name. This is very bad of us. We should remember people yeah. are yelling at Calista them. Calista, Calista, Calista Yeah, isn't she married to yeah. Harrison Ford? Uh, maybe I don't know. I'm very bad at knowing this celebrity stuff. Like, don't give a shit who's married. Yeah. to who. uh, uh she's yes, still- she's married to Harrison Ford in 2010. Okay. Oh, so yeah.
1: Yeah. They started dating in 2002, so 20 years together.
0: Happy, happy anniversary to Harrison and Calista. Uh, this is his third spouse. Um, his first two both had the initials M.M. So it really she must be really something to break the M.M. trend and go with a C.F.
1: <laughs> it's a big uh, risk. Yeah. You're used to mms mary marquard and melissa matheson mary marquard yeah. doesn't have a wikipedia page um she does not yeah she must be a, a private person but uh melissa matheson was a uh, an activist for the tibetan independence movement it says and uh, why does it say his
0: political why does it say his political party i know i was just it's bio. also it's very funny how they decide who to do that with and like what it, it, he's never run for office like
1: yeah i mean he's a member of it the way most people are members of
0: a party for voting in primary purposes and that's know, so silly yeah that's so interesting mm, yeah uh Famous Democrat Harrison Ford, <laughs> like what? Wasn't he friends with the Clintons or something? <laughs> these are his. These are his key stats. Yeah, he killed yeah. a bunch of people for them. Like his parents, They're like Ford Harrison. A... We need you to hijack an airplane and murder a bunch of witnesses yeah. against us. And he said, um,
1: "Sure things, Clintons." Like his parents, Ford is a lifelong Democrat. Although he gave money to John McCain when he was running for president in two thousand. Ooh, against Johnson. Bush in the primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go on and say it. Harrison Ford, good actor. Mm. Donald Trump said his favorite acting role was Ford and Air Force on one. And Ford responded uh-huh. that he uh, does not support Donald Trump.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, oh, for the, he by the way, this lifelong famous Democratic Wikipedia, the first the first and only time he ever endorsed a candidate in his life was Joe Biden in 2020.
0: Oh wow, so famous democrat. So he yeah. was a democrat as of 2 years ago.
1: Yeah. And and, and then he worked uh with the, with the Lincoln project which is yeah, not democrats either. So anyway, maybe maybe uh, the perception is that he's uh, liked by Republicans. I don't
0: know. Who who does? Uh, he's couldn't he's also less.
1: signed a petition calling for the release of film director Roman Polanski. Well, of course, cuz democrats, you know, support uh, raping children
0: and pizzas. Oh. restaurants. So, right? <laughs> Oh, but he didn't rape anyone in a pizza restaurant. I don't think. Yeah, but but he was uh, charged <laughs> he, with raping. You may as child. well free all. Maybe free all yeah. the rapists, just yeah. to well, be that's, safe. The number sure, one you know
1: plank what? of the Democratic Party, right? Right. That's yeah. why I'm you got to rape the
0: kids yeah. in the
1: <laughs> in the pizza stores. Yeah, exactly. That's that's yes. That's why uh, famous podcaster Alexander, famous Democrat podcaster Alex Chester. That's my <laughs> that's my only that's my only political position. I want Roman plants uh, and all other. <laughs> It just released. All right, we should be careful. We're <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm not saying anything. Yeah. Um, these are jokes. We were in. Um, yeah, this is a comedy podcast. Um, oh, we, we were, were in. Uh, comedians. We, yeah, yeah. When, so when we were in Buffalo. We were uh, we were watching. We were in this like uh, sports book watching the games. They had like an awesome setup with like you know the twelve screens. It was really cool. Um, and we're sitting next to these guys, and he's like trying to talk to us, and he's like, um, "Oh, you? Know, I'm like a local comedian." And we're like oh like really like what like what what are you like what's your stuff like do you have like a show he's like oh well like i have like an instagram page i said him, I said, like, what's your social oh, media he never gave it to me oh right like he like whatever and so i was like well we have a co- we have a podcast that's like a comedy podcast like are we comedians like <laughs> do we outrank you <laughs> like should are you should you be impressed by us or should we be impressed by you i don't know well if he said famous, he was
1: going to yeah. use us in his act but we just used him in our act so take that ed
0: take that yeah well maybe he already did it maybe he already did us earlier this week
1: yeah if you if you heard if you were in buffalo and heard ed do uh what was he gonna do about (laughs) it he's a liar what was he even gonna say i I saw some some people eating donuts oh that's what it was you you guys were eating donuts oh yeah and he could he thought it was weird to eat a donut in a sports book
0: yeah no so i um yeah we i went to the there's like a a like takeout joint, or I don't even know what to call it. What it called? A little coffee, sandwich, snack place. Yeah. The and they had like, yeah, you can get like sandwiches, you can get coffee, and they had pastries. So I saw what looked like a very delicious custard donut, and I selected that to eat, and I brought it back to the table, and I was sitting and eating it, and this guy, Ed, the comedian turns to me and says oh you're not from around here are you (laughs) and i'm like um what like i don't know is this like am i uh am i being the subject of an anti-semitic hate crime right now Uh, (laughs) um what is what what are you talking about he's like he's like no one around here would eat that donut i'm like i don't know i bought it right here (laughs) like what do you mean no one would have it i bought it i didn't bring this in from my place i bought it 10 feet from here um but uh, I guess it he just, thought you uh, brought a donut you know, from not... home. That is a little funny. No, I have no idea what he thought. But I'm being like it's like the literally the most local food that was available. Mm-hmm. The most likely person to eat this donut is someone from this sp- space.
1: Yes. <laughs> Anyhow, so to perhaps Ed, yeah. That. So if you've heard Ed's donut, bit, let us know.
0: <laughs> yes please do um well, yeah i would love to hear how it played on his end that would be fascinating yeah maybe it's on youtube already look for ed look for maybe they you know maybe he looked us up i don't know um we'll see figure it out internet do your thing connect us um eh, don't connect us that's right uh we don't need to get into it with ed um so yeah so henry uh goes over Oh, sorry. So, um, sorry. Uh, We did that already. Um, Lydia then goes on to uh, approach the dead guy's daughter. And her question is, uh, did he die in peace or do you think he was murdered? And um, obviously this uh, poor lady is taken aback by Lydia. um, And she notices that a blonde lady is walking in and she summons Henry to come with them and shows her to the back where the extra food is. And he Henry assumes that this is the lady from the homeless shelter, and as a result, uh, when this becomes obvious, the lady just starts crying. She's like, "Is it that obvious?" I must stick out like a sore thumb, and she pulls in her mixed race son. Um, and what becomes clear um, as she starts sobbing and drinking and sobbing and drinking um, is that this is the uh, bastard child of the deceased. Yes. It's <laughs> one way to put it, but yes, that's technically accurate. Yes, yeah. is that not socially acceptable these
1: days? Do people say bastard like that? I'm not sure if they do. All right? Yeah, I think you say out of wedlock. He's <laughs> a mumser Yeah, I think bastard's a slur. I say, say mob. Oh, but uh, the the definition of, of bastard is in un- a derogatory term for an unpleasant or despicable person. Uh huh. And the oh, similar nice. scoundrel, villain, rogue—we don't even get the uh, the child of uh,
0: <laughs> this bastard. Mean. So I agree. That kid is a bastard, according to both definitions. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like him. He's something about him I didn't like. Ah,
1: okay. A child born to parents who have not married to each other. This sense of bastard has not always been offensive. Oh, okay. So you used to be able to say it, but now you're canceled off. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, it was relatively neutral term until as recently as the late 20s. This is from Merriam-Webster. It was a relatively neutral term until as recently as the late 20th century when it began to take on its offensive status. This shift coincided with a positive change in societal attitudes toward unmarried parents and a lessening of the social stigma of having children outside of marriage. The word bastard is still used relatively neutrally in historical references and historical fiction, but is usually considered offensive when used in present context to describe a child born to parents not married to each other. But this is history. We're talking about party down. This is from the ancient 2010s. So. Right. Yes. Mm. Um. Oh, uh, uh, however, definition three B is man or fellow. The nicest thing an Aussie can call you is a bloody fine bastard. So the Australians are always ahead of us on all this stuff. <laughs> Let's reclaim bastard.
0: Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. Hmm. Ah, bastard should you're be called a bloody bastards. fine bastard. Yeah, a bastard
1: of the basket. You're not going to reciprocate. Okay, I guess I'm not a bastard.
0: Um, you're right. Okay. Um. So yeah. So um. Kyle follows the uh blues singer. Uh, who, this is, this is the, the best uh, part of the episode. <laughs> and he uh, he follows him to the bathroom. And he asks him if you can you know can you please teach me? Um. I want to learn the blues. And he's like, all right, give me your belt. The first things first. I need a belt. I speak to no one with belts. But um, then he tells him to uh, no, but he's
1: very explicit that it's all bullshit. He's like, "Oh, why? It's because and he's, <laughs> oh, and he's slavery?" He's
0: like, "No, no, no reason. Just shut up." <laughs> right. Well, yes, um, and he uh, he you know tells him, "Bring me a drink, get a plate of shrimp for me. Um, I must have I must have shrimp and drinks before I can train you." <laughs> and Kyle's like, "All right," um, and uh, he continually keeps making these uh, racial faux pas. That, yeah, uh, I
1: I also love how. Um, uh, Kyle's like the white people problems that he describes to the blue singer, right? Yeah. Like that his Xbox wasn't working, or what, what are the other ones?
0: I don't. I didn't. I didn't write those all down. Yeah. Oops. Sorry, folks. Well, hopefully, you saw the episode. <laughs> um. So yeah. So then we have Ron. Um. He's giving. He's like giving this very depressing monologue about how pathetic his life is, and like what like little there even will be to say at his funeral. And um, there's the guy behind my line, he's like, "Okay, sorry, sir, your time is over. You've been talking to the dead guy you've never met for too long. There's people here who like, did you know there was a time limit? I didn't know there was a time limit. Well, there's probably not a prescribed time limit. It's kind of more of like a use your judgment type yeah. thing. So it's like the <laughs> widow gets as much time as she wants. The children get as much time as they want. Does the caterer not get like, time? Yeah, kind of like know where you stand in that calculation, and you know, don't spend ten minutes if you don't if no one knows who you are, <laughs> or even one minute for that matter. It's probably more <laughs> of a you know, a nod and a, and a quick word and move on because there's a, there's a line. And, uh, yeah, you're you're nobody. I always think, you know, when in our um, – when we, we do in Shiva houses, uh, the setup is usually that, like, the mortars, like, sit against, like, a wall of some sort and then there's, like, rows of chairs. Um, but it's, like, always chaos because it's, like, most people don't have, like, big open spaces in their homes that are good for, like, having, like, large numbers of chairs. So it's, like, everything is all, like, kind of all the place and there's, like, these, like, makeshift rows. And, like, there's kind of, like, an understood, like, musical chairs where it's, like, every time somebody gets up, like, you move up a space, and it's, like, kind of, you know, follows the thing. So, like, everyone who waits their turns. But then there's the people who arrive at the Shiva house and go and walk straight to, the, like, their mortar that they know. And, and, like, you know, like, what's in their head. It's, like, well, I, I'm, I know the mortar. And you're, like, yeah, everyone here is also, like, knows someone. Yeah. You ever experienced people like this? Yeah. Well,
1: I had an experience where uh, a friend of mine's uh, parent died, and this friend comes from a very uh, different uh, culturally uh, – J- Jewish, but very different culturally than us. And so mm-hmm. when I or, – or his, and so when I walked into his parents' home – where everybody's like that, they immediately identified me and they said, oh, I know who you're here for because uh, the way I was dressed was uh, was tell to them that I was not one of theirs, even though I dressed in uh-huh. the most conservative in a uh, uniform possible. And they led me through multiple rooms because each, each and it was just very funny that I was immediately out it. They said, you belong here. They could, I,
0: uh, they, they could tell that you were not from around here. Yeah, they, they were. Yes, exactly. They were uh, very. <laughs> let's say. You, were eating a, you were eating a donut.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. They did offer me actually many fine pastries. They did have many fine pastries. Yeah, but those it were might have been Party Down. You,
0: if you had eaten them, they would know that you don't belong. Ah, those is tests. that how it works? Yeah. They would know you're a tourist. Um, I'm sure they had a lot of tourists in Buffalo. <laughs> Big tourist attractions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you missed it. Uh <laughs> The next more
1: uh, the next afternoon, we were at lunch and, uh, at th- and afterwards, the restaurant asked us if they could, if we had five minutes for a survey, they were doing like customer satisfaction surveys. And so okay. they asked the question, they said, would you ever come back to this restaurant or w- will you come back to this restaurant? And one of the people of our party, not me, said, well, I'll never come back to Buffalo, obviously, because it's like, Yeah, she knows. I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> she just moved here, she said. Anyhow.
0: But it was a very fine restaurant,
1: and I will go back if I go
0: back. Yeah. Also, for like many, many people, like Buffalo is like a humongous city. It is a very big city. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like we're thinking of. It's like we're like very like New York centric. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, like Buffalo- the New York. I think, metro I think area. Buffalo may have had better times than it has now, though. Um. That sounds probably right. Um. Yeah. They're like yeah. They're kind of like a quasi world. I mean, they're not world. They're it's a it's a city, but like there is like a more low-key element to it um to your point about even like the area around the football stadium yeah or even many other you know major metro areas like it's not like it's you know i mean there's it's a it's not like i don't know i have no idea what its exact size is but like it's it's one of the smaller ones that have like professional sports teams now well i think it's the second smallest market in the nfl ahead of only
1: green bay okay
0: so yeah okay so there we go right
1: so it is a smaller market it's like it's like
0: surprising that they that they have two teams in a way I mean, they're in the band
1: of, um, you know, there are many other cities of their size, metropolitan areas of their size that have two teams. You know, you Uh you could say the two that they have might be a surprise, but they used to have an NBA team, right? Who didn't make it. Uh, Went to LA, where they uh, still haven't made it to Clippers. But um, oh, is that the Clippers originally in Buffalo? They were in Buffalo, then they were in San Diego, then they were in Los Angeles. Yeah.
0: Got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's interesting that like which of those places continued once like, it sprawled out like well, Green Bay is the most five extreme example, in obviously, in any sport, right? Yeah, Green Bay is crazy. Yes, yes. yes. Um, or they have 170 people in, in Green yeah. Bay or something.
1: <laughs> no, um, yeah, because Green Bay is the only one that really survives. and it was unique because even in the 90s when we were growing up, they play half their games <laughs> in Milwaukee because they couldn't support a team full time in Green Bay. And it's really only sort of in, in the in the in the last, you know, twenty years, thirty years, whatever it is, when they've really exploded in popul like so much so that now the idea that they would ever not play a game in Green Bay is madness. Right? People pass right. on like their season tickets for like, you know, generations or whatever. And, yeah,
0: they're, yeah.
1: and they're and they're made up yeah. valueless uh, stocks in the in the team.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It's uh it's good though. It's good that we still have Oh, it's great. Like oh, that for that sure. Yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we don't want all the teams in New York. Yeah, be New York great Boodle. if more if you know we, um, yeah, we'd great if there could be more places like that. It's like funny. I just I I watched a little bit of that like uh Wrexham show, mm-hmm. you know Which that show. That? Oh, the soccer That's show yes, with yes, yes. um yeah 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 Ryan Reynolds and uh, Mac um and i really i didn't i ended up quitting it i wasn't really into it um but it was like so interesting like how it's like such a small town that's like in like th- in theory they're competing with manchester united like i know they're really not because like they're so far removed but it's yeah. like like they're in the same like thing well, you know well i mean yeah, because all the well, maybe not connected. this point but meaning. Yeah. Like, Right. Yeah. No. Because <laughs> yeah, you
1: can you can you can get relegated or promoted, and also then there's right. the FA. There's a cup where they all face each other across all leagues. Yeah. It's it's a very exciting, cool thing that uh, you know American sports don't have, unfortunately.
0: Um, where, yeah. Where, yeah, it would know, be uh, interesting. A, a group
1: of like full time plumbers who play soccer on the weekends in theory could play a match against the best team in the world.
0: <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, um, Robins. Uh, is is uh, eavesdropping on a couple who, who mentioned something about jungle fever and Roman decides to butt in and tell them that actually they're misusing jungle fever, that jungle fever only specifically refers to a situation where a white person lusts after a black person not the reverse.
1: Now are they referring to just the movie? That's the Sidney Poitier movie, right?
0: Um, Were they talking about the movie? I've never seen the
1: movie well, I assume so, but it, but did the term predate the movie, or does the movie predate the term? I actually not know sure. the answer. That's, all, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Uh, Jungle Fever. Well, okay, I know it's a film. Oh, it must it must predate. Oh no, no wait, Jungle Fever. No, I'm an idiot. Jungle Fever is a Wesley Snipes movie with Spike. It's a Spike Lee movie.
0: Okay, I never saw. That I was either. mixing it.
1: Up. Oh, guess who's coming to dinner? That's a Sydney Poitier movie. Excuse me. Oh yes, that yeah. I've seen. Yes, yeah, so that's wrong. very good. Yeah, I'm very dumb. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, jungle Fever Express, <laughs> but is it as good as the as the Bernie Mac version? Guess who? All right. Uh, jungle Fever. Probably it's better. I never source. saw. It, so... um, it doesn't. Oh, uh, first
1: recorded in 1795 to 1805. Yeah. So it predates. Uh, that sounds but, like uh, before. Wait, wait, which movie, which movie
0: was it? Was it, was was it, it the Nice movie? Or 1991. Was it? Oh, it yeah. was that movie. Okay. So it, was, oh, but so it was a movie. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, It's a slang, sometimes offensive a person's preference for a sexual or romantic relationship that is interracial especially the preference of a white person for a black partner so this is specifying uh those specific races but not even gender so i think roman is uh going being a little bit too strict here with his uh, racial slurs <laughs> yeah
0: um so they're like okay Listen, so they are going to use racial slurs
1: be liberal about how i use them
0: <laughs> so he's like uh, so then what would you call a black person lusting after a white person and he says either temperate deciduous fever or fjord fever. Yeah. Um, and he explains it that like nothing he's nothing he's saying is racist at all. He's not a racist. Of course not. Um, he's a complete post racial. Mm-hmm. And if you're cool, you're cool. Yeah. And they agree, right? If you're an ass, you're an ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, It's it's very hard, you know,
1: this episode, it's hard to see how anyone can get along with Roman. It's also hard to see, frankly, going back to the last scene, like, how could it, how could Kyle not be taken advantage of by every scammer he's ever come across, right? Like, sometimes these characters are, like, such cartoons of, the, of themselves. Although, I, you know, I guess that was, like, the Joey problem on Friends, right? Sometimes Joey was, like, deeply empathetic and thoughtful, and sometimes he was, like, too stupid to, like, survive the next day, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we um we have the um the mistress is weeping over. Yeah. Oh, can I ask deceased. you about the mistress? Do you recognize her? Yeah. um I did. I forgot to look her up. what's okay. her name So
1: her name is Arden Myron. And I recognize her. And I'm not sure from what. And like like I know yeah, she's been me, in like a lot of say. comedy things. But like I, I looked up like oh. I looked Prime to be I'm like, oh, I've seen her in many of these things. But none of them are like the one that jumps to my mind
0: per se. Let me see. Yeah, she definitely looks very familiar to me.
1: Hmm. yeah but you don't know what your place or place her at either orange is the new black maybe um i i I quit that after the first season so i don't even know if she's in that yeah i don't know um you know her her like fake crying and drinking in this episode i thought was like very very not believable uh-huh. but but i don't I don't, th- I don't think it was like bad acting i think like the choice she was making is like she was going for funny more than realistic um yeah i think so i think yeah. you're right She she's not like the fake crier and curb there it's all about realism
0: she was on friends in 2001 i don't think that's where i recognize her from yeah so
1: she's uh she's been
0: around she was in mad tv a lot of episodes maybe that's it Perhaps, oh, seasons yeah. eleven to fourteen, though. There's no way I was watching it. No, I didn't watch Mad TV past 1995 I mean, or whatever. Yes, okay, so that's not it. Um.
1: All right, we're still digging in the uh, Art Myron is party the party great name. Art and Myron's a great name, by the way. Uh
0: uh-huh. Anyway, all right. Let's let's come back to us here. I'm really curious about this now. Cause yeah she has like a very specific face like she's yeah. very she seems very recognizable I, f-
1: I feel like fake crying is the thing she's done a lot of also
0: hmm, interesting maybe that's her job
1: hmm, yeah but again she's not she's not a. she doesn't do realistic crying she does yeah so the widow
0: the widow notices her and asks the daughter like who is that Um, who's this man who's this woman crying over my husband um that's strange um so uh Lydia's like, oh well he clearly was very well loved. And uh the widow returns her the uh crockpot anecdote again with the uh that whole story. She loves that one. Um Yeah. Um so then Roman bumps into the uh the bastard and he asks a bastard <laughs> since <laughs> you're a since you're a mixed race parents, you come of mixed race parents, I think you're a good person to ask this question to. Is it the case that jungle fever is only when a Caucasian lusts after a black person, or is it also the opposite? Um, I don't think we ever get an answer for the bastard. That's why he's a bastard. You ask him a simple question on which he should be an expert, and he doesn't know. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so... um. Kyle brings the plate of shrimp over to uh, his blues trainer who uh, dumps the shrimp because they have tails. That's not what he wants. And he asks Kyle to pick it up, <laughs> just to pick them up while he uh, will be thinking about the blues. And then, or, or, I think he instructs Kyle to think about the blues. Uh, he's just like uh, really uh, monkeying around with Kyle here. Um, So we get, yeah, the daughter now is interrogating this uh, blonde uh, mistress. Um, She, you know, pretty much figures out very quickly what's going on here. And uh, because she, like, uh, had claimed claimed to be in the uh, Phoenix office, but, like, she didn't know that, like, the sales team was in California or something. Um, And she tells Henry to throw her out before the mother finds out what's going on here. Uh, When just at that moment, uh, the widow herself comes over and pulls uh, Vanna aside to uh, she wants to hear more about the Phoenix office because, you know, her husband just spent so much time there.
1: Yeah. And the confusing part about this, you know, to skip to the end of the episode and spoil ourselves, is that is if she's cool with the open marriage, then why was he lying about the Phoenix office thing? Right. Um, Like. That, that, yeah, that, then you don't have an open marriage then you're i mean or, i mean maybe you do but then you're still lying and cheating on your wife
0: yeah well, maybe yes yeah, so maybe that's what he's doing i don't know um so yeah so meanwhile the uh the real person from the homeless shelter comes and uh henry asks Ron to uh, you know help the guy out and he uh, he reassures the daughter that her mother won't find out. We'll keep it d- between us. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and very, very strong walks. of the
1: daughter to be, you know, trying to protect her mom when her dad just died.
0: Although yeah. I guess we don't know her uh, exact relationship with her dad. It might have been more complicated. Yeah, so Roman busts in and he's like, "Oh, I I I completely bet. I'll get bet anyone ten bucks that that um, that bastard is the bastard." um of that blonde woman and the dead guy um and henry's like roman i'd like to introduce you to mary the daughter of the deceased and roman's like that's fine you should totally tell your mom You like don't spare her feelings the truth just set you free um and he uh he believes that that's a uh martin luther king quote when in fact it is a jesus quote who he then insists is also black also black so yeah that works yes <laughs> so that's fine um um, so um, Casey's like, you know, Roman, it's actually okay to bend the truth sometimes. Um, for example, do you remember that time you gave me a script about intelligent fungus? To which he replies, which one? Uh, and she's like, oh, the very specific one where the fungus comes down from Mars or something. <laughs> and she's like, oh, okay, uh, you know, Primorpheus. Um He's like, he's like, yeah, so that that was the worst piece of writing I've ever seen. Me and Henry used to, <laughs> you know, get together and read those lines and make fun of them. Um, and you know, because it was just like the dumbest shit I've ever seen. Um, well, he's like, that's fine, that doesn't change the way I feel about the truth. Everyone should just tell the truth. Um
1: now Which in, is ironic um, because just last week we learned that he did not tell the truth to Kyle when Kyle was upset at the orgy. Right, that's
0: true that's very true i guess he thinks he's uh, more sophisticated than kyle and he can handle the truth yeah so we um we start winding down we get ron deciding to lay down in a coffin and smoke a j um interesting choice um, yeah. very predictably the uh coffin closes in on him and he gets stuck um Meanwhile, Kyle is um, literally shining the singer's shoes, um, you know, continuing his uh, internship and experiencing the blues. When they're finally like, all right, the jig is up. Um, He's not a blues singer. He's a dentist. He started playing guitar when he was like 70. Like, (laughs) relax. Um, And then finally, we have the head of the, by the way, one
1: other note. When Roman talks about Jesus, he doesn't say that Jesus was black. What he actually says is Jesus was African-American.
0: Oh, is that what you said? I'm sorry. Yeah, which
1: is a rather humorous overreach of politically correct terminology, right? Because, right, like a man who, who never left the Holy Land is not an American anything,
0: right? Or an African anything. He's a Middle Eastern right. man of probably right. brown skin. Yes. Yeah, probably not an African-American, right? America yeah. didn't exist. Yes,
1: but he, but yes, but he, he, yes, he didn't have the blonde skin and blue eyes of like Eurocentric artistic depictions, but yes, very much not an, uh, a quote African-American.
0: Yeah, we're not African Canadian, not one of those either. Yeah. I uh, uh did these not are pick all just facts nuance. and semantics. I'm not being racist, okay? <laughs> all right, yes, yes, yes. I did not pick up on that nuance. Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we finally have the the real person from the Phoenix office arrive, and he inevitably reveals that Vanna is not from the Phoenix office, uh, mm-hmm. obviously. And it turns out that the widow was the first to know about this because they had an arrangement, they had an yeah. open a marriage. And he was allowed to date and see other people. And I always assumed his mistress would be Asian because he was so into Asians. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So we immediately cut to an Asian lady arriving at the funeral with a mixed race child asking Casey if this is Jane Ellison's funeral. Yes. (laughs) And uh, that's our end of our episode. Uh, We have some uh, post credit shenanigans. With uh, Kyle uh, you know still thanking the dentist for helping him because you know I really learned something and he's like, "No, you didn't. It was a joke. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, but I learned from the joke. He's like, "No, it was just a joke. like you didn't learn anything. like not yeah. being sympathetic. So um, and then finally we uh, we are, our gang discovers Ron in the casket and he uh, he comes out and says, "You know, I really need to change my entire life." Please do not over the, open the lower half, because I have an erection for some reason. reason. Yes, uh, absolutely wild off. Uh, have you ever uh, hot boxed the casket? <laughs> um, I have not. I have not. I have not uh, done, done that quite that thing quite. Have, yet, you, have, you, know. have you ever been
1: referred to as a crockpot by a loved one?
0: Um, I don't think so.
1: Have you I ever? So. Have you ever read a script about intelligent fungi? I have not. Oh boy. I have your, not. Life, your life is very boring. Look at all the Did you
0: did you have to repeat first grade because of uh scissors related uh issues? Um, I didn't have to leave first grade, but I once had a play date when younger than first grade, um where I um cut my um f- female friend's hair. Mm. Um like we like were playing like regrow, Like a doll? I don't know. We were like four or five. Yeah. Um, I, I it wasn't like I, without her consent. It was you know we were four, mm-hmm. we were idiots. Yeah, if you think
1: four year olds can get so, consent off, canceled.
0: Yeah, fine. Well, I was also four. Um, and you know then her her mom didn't want her to play with me anymore because I gave her
1: permanently. What Wait, did you mention? You must have mentioned this on the Judy podcast, right?
0: Uh, I'm sure I must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good call.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. It'll uh, be my, yeah. <laughs> my dad actually did repeat first grade, so he I guess has a lot in common with Ron right that's true yeah although i don't think it was scissors related but but i actually don't know exactly why he had to repeat first grade yeah
0: and so that's the end of our episode well i don't know how official any of these rankings really are uh, how do you rate this episode Well, i had a lot of fun with this one um and i think i actually liked it even a bit more on the uh the talk back, um reflecting on it um i will say it was pretty 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 good mm.
1: How many was pretties is that? Four pretties? That's all four. right. I'm,
0: That's four. I'm right with you. I say pretty, 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 pretty good
1: as well. Um, I just I like how desperately they're trying to cover up a secret that doesn't need covering up at all. I like right. how sort of like self-referential, like I, you know, the most actors aren't bright, so it has to be simple. You know, they're sort of making fun of themselves. There's so many like throwaway hidden lines like that we go, like Casey, for example, as she approaches Henry as the mistress lady departs. Casey says, uh, Casey says to Henry, hey, three whites. By which she means like I'm ordering three wines. From you, the bartender, but also she's making a reference about how we're the three white people here because the mistress is well, there's just like a lot of sort of like subtlety and, and a lot of great humor, I thought. So, yeah, I agree with you. Not, not the greatest episode, but, uh, but four pretties is, uh, is a solid number of pretties, I think. Yeah. Um,
0: oh, come on. Be a come with guy.
1: Yeah. And then uh, the come with gal for me. It has to be Diane Ellison, a wonderful wife, a loving wife. She understands that love is like a crock pot.
0: But you know why life
1: is like a Crock-Pot? Because you have more than enough to share with lots of people, right? <laughs> Next True. time you're going to an orgy with Nick, bring a Crock-Pot. That's
0: right. Yeah. I, mean, I don't put
1: know a- if a Crock-Pot is the kind of food you want to eat in an orgy.
0: I think we throw, on a, throw on a stew. This is going to be a long orgy. Yeah, we exactly. got to get a
1: stew going. We're going yeah. into the late, the late nights. Feed a, feed a whole bunch of people. So that, that's my come with, Gail. What about you, Alf?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I, you know, th- this is you know an obvious as an obvious as one w- there is to me. Um, you know, Loretta Divine is just uh, phenomenal here. Um, just a real, you know, she, she the, the the character that everyone is protecting when she's like the only one who, who's who's always known the truth, um, uh, is great. Like it's just like she uh, she um, like resonates that um that wisdom is that like from her character that like it was like an obvious in retrospect that like she was the you know the smartest person in the room yes exactly oh what i'm the asshole here i am I'm, i'm the asshole i'm the asshole oh i get it i'm the asshole here
1: huh put your clothes on gordon no one wants to see your penis no one
0: Well, why? Maybe I'll win an award for best cock. All right. What about your fucking asshole? Uh, My fucking asshole's Kyle. He's just like extra doofus in this episode um, and like about something stupid anyway. Um, So, yeah, I just, um, it it was like funny to see him get taken advantage, but like just, um, you know, I think a low for Kyle here, kind of. Hmm.
1: All right. My my fucking asshole, just because I found her to be so annoying, even if that was the point, is uh, Vanna DeMilo. Which it also wasn't me is Vanna De Milo. Was that her real name, or was that a made-up name she was saying because she was pretending to be a different person from the Phoenix office? Because that's a ridiculous name, Vanna De Milo. I'm sorry. Right. That's a fucking asshole name, and that's why she is my fucking asshole. <laughs> that is. That is. Yeah. Is it time for the postman? Uh, sure, it
0: is time for the postman. I think.
1: Uh, postman, uh, postman! Uh, postman, come uh, here! here Tell okay. the okay. neighborhood
0: what a shanda Larry, uh, uh, Larry uh, David, uh, David uh, and not only are you a lousy dude, uh, G- but you're all. You should have given me some candy. You're a lousy Jew. We start out this week with Benavent Stanciano. Mm. He says, sorry, I sent the email too late last week, but boy, was I excited to see the last pretty, pretty, pretty good episode was only about Nick DeSiento's orgy and not another double episode. So Alex, that's a good time to discuss. What should the future weeks of this podcast as we wind down the back half of Party Down look like? Should we be... Doing one a week, continuing at the pace we've been uh, slumbering at the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, maybe that gives the episode a little more time to breathe uh, rather than, you know, maybe it's more rushed to do two at a time. It's a little too much, uh, a little bit low energy, low energy, ed- low energy of <laughs> sometimes. Um, I don't know. What's your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I don't know if we have to make a, do we have
1: to make a firm commitment for the rest of the series? Can we go episode by episode? We I will do so. not.
0: It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. We could just stop covering party down without explanation and never to be heard from again.
1: <laughs> I guess we could. You don't know true. anybody, anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: if you, you know, never I don't hear from w- us again, it's because we talked about it. We were like, you know what? Let's just do that.
1: I don't, I don't, don't want to get, you don't have to talk to me ever again. That's fine. <laughs> oh, these are all true facts. Uh, no <laughs> lies spoken. I would say that because, the next episode yeah which you know we'll get to that at the end of this episode but uh the next episode is like one of the first episodes like is one of the ones i remember the most at least maybe just the name is very evocative so i think uh, next week we can uh, focus just on episode one episode and then you know we'll see how we go the next weeks after that
0: but i I will agree i'll say if you want to do just uh, episode five next week we can do that sounds good let's do it Um, He says, uh, James Ellison funeral is definitely one of the better episodes of Party Down. How each of the white lead characters behave at a black event says a lot about them. Roman is perfect as the post-racial guy who thinks he is very, very cultured by being a jerk to black people like he is everybody else. The weird thing is, like, Uh, Stephen
1: Colbert was, like, ironically saying this at this time, but somebody like Roman doesn't pick up on the irony and says it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. He, uh, he just says it out loud. Yeah. Um, Ron thinks it's fine to smoke weed in the bathroom because they're cool. Ryan thinks he can learn about the blues because he saw a black man play guitar. <laughs> Lydia sees some similarity between James Ellison earning an, NA double, an NAACP award, and the award for her ex, and one for also being very proud of his race. And Henry, he don't seem to act any differently. An episode like this could quickly feel dated, but doesn't this doesn't feel 12 years old. That's very good. Very well said there. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I like uh, how that's constructed. It seems very weird to me that people would show up during the funeral reception, missing the funeral ceremony itself. The guy came all the way from Phoenix, decided to skip the funeral ceremony. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I don't know what the exact sequence of events and who's invited to what. Um, You know, everybody does things differently. I would assume that the author probably understands more than me. Um, But I I don't don't think I don't think
1: they say come just for the food.
0: Yeah, I guess not. If that's all, know, you maybe, can make it for, of course. But yeah, but maybe I don't know. Maybe some cultures like that—you know—the burial and the, whatever the funeral is very private. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, no, but the, the, differently. The body's still sitting in the room, right? This right, is all right, before the exactly. burial. Yeah, right before the burial. But like, I
1: guess the funeral is where they do like miss the speeches. speeches. Okay, it is unclear. Speech. So they say a bunch of speeches, and then after the speeches, the body just continue. Yeah, the whole thing is very strange, or, or uh, something I'm not used to.
0: I'll say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so he says, it would make sense to me if it was more of a visitation shiva wake type event, even more conducive to a pop in. Why is the guy from the shelter coming to pick up leftover food before some guests have even arrived? I-, I was wondering about that. I was thinking it's very early in the night for somebody to like be picking up food to go to the homeless shelter. And also, like, who knows if the homeless even want your food?
1: Yeah. Well, it was interesting because they said from right at the beginning, we order too much. So we have homeless guy coming to, uh, the shelter coming to pick it up. How do you know you order too much? You don't know who's coming. Are people coming from the Phoenix office? Are, are his various mistresses and their children coming like you? Yeah. You, never, you always wait to, to, to pre-commit to give them away. It's one thing if you say something yeah. like, we're, we're going to donate the flowers because you know you don't need those at the end of the night. But the food, yeah, you don't know until it's over. So very strange.
0: Yeah, right. You still have like guests arriving that like there's food going out the door like no one's eaten yet. Um, That's my food. Um, She says uh, two writing shortcuts to show what kind of person someone is, is to show how they interact with service industry workmen and what they drink. The setting of party down allows both these things to occur organically in each episode. In this episode, Diane, the mother, is kind and drinks white wine. Ivana Milo, the mistress, is a total wreck and drinks whiskey and Sprite. And maybe the daughter is a bit rude to drink scotch. My favorite line is a cut to Lydia, the daughter, and Lydia, and Lydia asks, so did he die at peace or was he, no, you know, murdered? This is a line I thought to myself at every funeral I've been to in the last decade. The best smaller moment has to be when the older men reveal the blues guitarist isn't actually a musician and Roman puts his arms around the other men and they all share a good laugh. Here's some pretty, pretty good trivia for you. Though Loretta Devine never appeared in Kerb, in what pretty pretty good podcast episode was she discussed multiple times and described as an icon before she wasn't realizing she wasn't actually the episode. So I know exactly what this is. Um, I was gonna, I considered mentioning it earlier, but decided not to. Uh, but since since you're bringing it up, it was okay. the um, it was the episode where Chappelle was on uh, for the N word, and mm. we had a miscommunication about who played um, the, ma- the grandma. Um, Oh, from the Black family, Auntie Ray, Auntie Ray. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, and he, we, for some reason, he misunderstood us. I thought it was Loretta Divine that we revealed the episode. No, completely different woman. And then, like, we had to go back and like retrospect and say, "Oh, okay, well, re- disregard all that analysis. <laughs> um, it was just whatever." Um, and uh, yes, he says it was in the Edward podcast, <laughs> our famous Edward podcast. Uh, check out that episode. Yeah. Let's be careful with our terminology here, folks. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah, I actually just saw a great movie. Uh, I was sorry, let's say a good movie. Let's say a movie called Emergency that had a great scene about the Edward. Uh, or at least a very provocative scene about the Edward. Yeah. It certainly uh I I it caught it certainly caught my attention. Yeah. Uh, but uh, a fun movie overall. Mm. I would check it out. Um, <laughs> especially if you like the Edward. Yeah.
1: Um, no, it's really <laughs> just one. Here. It's it's
0: really just one it's really I think one. I've said this
1: to you before, but like um the time I was walking out of a class at Penn and this one like sort girl in front of me turned a friend and said, Oh my god, I just love the Third Reich.
0: Which was <laughs> which was the name of the class. The name of the class, yeah, yeah. yeah. So gotta be careful sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, we've discussed this because I I had to uh, hide my Rise and Fall of the Third Reich book because my wife doesn't like having giant swastikas displayed in her home for some reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, very strange.
0: All right. Um,
1: yeah. Who's next in our postman?
0: Oh, we're still we still got time to go with, oh. uh, you know, we're almost done. We're almost oh, done. nice. Uh, he asks, how did Roman end up finding Lydia's earring in James Ellison's mouth? Where did he check before he got to the mouth and how did he get it? How did he get in there? Uh, well, I think it just probably fell in there. I think that's probably still true. Uh, he says the episode is four and a half pretties. I haven't even mentioned Ron getting high in a coffin, crockpots, the Ain't Got No Belt song, Romans, Descendants of Gra, the Phoenix office, and Mistress Confusion. This is a dense and tightly written episode. The with guy is Diane Ellison, wife of the season. So there are lots of good candidates in this episode, the fucking asshole is Mary Allison, daughter of the deceased. There's no reason for her to be mean to the young boy, Walter, for being a product of infidelity, especially when he is her little half-brother. The episode is light on assholes, rating Roman on a curve. Hmm. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome email from uh, Um Love that. Love the analysis there. Five he pretties. Five email. That's right. That's right. We'll, we'll say it. Um, you know, you, you want to write so, in? So, something Maybe. to
1: ma- try and match, Zach.
0: Yeah, that's right. And any any, any, know, any, any, any of the zacks. Zacks. only, only zacks. with yeah. an H though, or with a K? I don't remember which ones. We, we want we only like, H's. We no H's. H's. we like H's, right? Yeah. yeah. If confused.
1: you spell your name with a K, write it in. You know what it is? It's H, also the
0: us. H and the K also look so similar, so it's yeah, like double confusing.
1: The one that bothers me the most is the name Philip, because some people spell it with one L, some people spell it with two, uh-huh. but because it's surrounded by eyes when you, when it's typed yeah. in like Arial, you can't even tell because they're all like so skinny and they. You have to like you your like. From like twelve percent to see is this one L or a two L.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's a hard word. Um, okay. Next up is Alex Orvitz, who says, Hi, Alv- hi, Alv Alex. Uh, James Ellison funeral was fun, but overall an average episode of Party Down. Rot hot boxing a coffin was a highlight for sure. Yep. Party, 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 par down. Three and a half parties. P.S. I did bid the full second season a few days ago, and I think this is the last episode I will give below four parties since oh. everything going forward is great. Wow. Okay, so that's promising. That's promising. Awesome. That's yeah, promising. yeah. Let, let, me, let me ask you a
1: question. Do you think anybody has ever died because they hotboxed themselves in a it, <laughs> when they were alive? They, 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 right? You see where I'm going. I don't with this. Th- no, they climbed I don't into think a so. coffin, they hotboxed it, no. and they failed to get out. No. That's never happened in the history of uh, humanity.
0: I mean, then they died because of like, lack of oxygen or something. They didn't die because of, like, the, uh, of weed.
1: Well, I, I mean, they died because they could not get out of the coffin, correct.
0: Okay, but not, not having nothing to do with the hotboxing.
1: Well, they went in there and they did drugs, and that you know that probably contributed to their bad decisions.
0: Okay, but meaning like they might like fall asleep in the coffin, and then eventually don't sure. wake up just, and, get, and be able uh, yeah. to get out of the
1: coffin. Uh, if if you get drunk and then you start driving, and you fall asleep. They don't say, "Oh, he wasn't drunk driving; he fell asleep <laughs> while he was driving."
0: Right, but being inside a coffin isn't like necessarily per se dangerous if you can breathe.
1: I, I I wouldn't recommend going in a in a coffin and closing. It I wouldn't recommend. It's probably very uncomfortable for yeah. sure. And, and the only one. reason
0: you're doing it is because you want to you want to create the hotbox experience, right? Yeah. Well, no, it's like, let me just take a nap. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, some people just take naps in a coffin. I guess so. um, okay. Uh, speaking of Zachs, uh, Zachary Louis says, "Glad it is the most happens.
1: convenient place to die."
0: Um, it is for it for is. for those around you. Um Actually, you know what? No, the most convenient place to die is it's anywhere. Around. Yeah. No, George, no, anywhere, literally anywhere, wherever the person dies. What so is garbage? Can. So if I drop dead in the middle of your kitchen, you're going to leave me there?
1: You got to slip. No, me I'll, out. Put, I'll no, I'll put you in the garbage. Yeah. So wouldn't it be more convenient? So not anywhere. Places are I, different. Yeah. I
0: I'll concede that maybe it could be like a special pickup. Okay. <laughs> so like, I've I've had dead animals. Like before. Wednesdays to put out dead bodies.
1: Yeah, I've had dead animals before, and
0: I'm not sure. Do I put them in the regular garbage? How does that work? Yeah. Um, yeah. my garbage is that you just kind of like put out anything mm. um anything kind of um yeah but um they yeah like they, they took like all my furniture like it was great like we had like threw out furniture because we got buying new ones um and we're like are you going to like put this out is this like garbage we're like hey, let's try it they took it, it great
1: oh really no we have a specific day it's the first monday in the month for for large items right yeah
0: so and, and, if, and if
1: you put something out that even if your garbage top is completely closed, they leave a little sticker
0: that says you have too much garbage. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. So Zachary Louis says the town you're
1: from, there's no garbage collection at all publicly. You have to hire like the mafia to
0: pick up your garbage for you. In TDF, yeah, re- yeah. I've it's heard insane. I've heard that. It's completely crazy. Yeah, it's all private garbage. Yeah.
1: But but controlled uh-huh. by, you know, the real life Tony Sopranos.
0: <laughs> Waste management. That's right. Um, he's exactly. Louis says that he is glad to have a few single episode podcasts. you see the the postman is clamoring for a single all episode right first. okay. we'll we'll give in to the postman. Yeah. Post well, post we'll we'll requests. continue for next week, as we said. You know, if we continue to enjoy it, then we'll, you know, we the think each episode deserving of a, of its own episode. We'll continue on that path. We'll see how it goes. Um, if uh, if Alex is Alex O is right, um, that it's just uh, all good stuff. in episode after episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he says I like the funeral episode quite a bit. I suspect more than most people. I don't think I've ever been. To a catered funeral, is that even a thing? I know there are luncheons that could be catered, but those usually take place somewhere that isn't in the same place as the body. Yeah. I found Kyle trying to learn about the blues a bizarre yet funny quirk for the character. Three and a half pretties. Come with guy is Henry for trying to keep the family of the deceased for finding out about the mistress. That's a good one. Uh, Fucking asshole is Ron because he's Ron. Loving these podcasts more and more. I get excited when Pretty Pretty Good shows up in my podcast feed every week. Very nice, uh, very nice, Zach. You guys mentioned tips donations a few weeks ago, but I don't know if you settled in a preferred way. Guys, you don't. You don't have to give us money. It's okay if you want to if you go to our anchor page. There's a way to give us money, but like, you, no one should feel obligated to give us money, especially if you like are you know don't have a lot of money and like need to like focus on paying your rent. It's like, we're fine. Yeah, see, that's
1: what you're supposed to tell people is even borrow from your neighbors, beg and steal anywhere (laughs) you can get it.
0: Yeah, Fine, fine. Edit out what I said. Borrow from your neighbors, beg and steal, commit crimes. It's what the Lord wants you to do. We put out a podcast every week for you for free. You don't even pay us. This is ridiculous. Any way you can get money, get it, acquire it, send it it to us. us. We will take it in any form. We will take it in Bitcoin. We will take it in organs. Orgs. We accept all forms. <laughs> Donate your organ stuff. No, Donate I would prefer first monetize the
1: organ, get ter- get it converted for cash, and then send us the cash. Ah, what are you going to do with What are you going to do, so- do with the spleen? Mortgage your grandmother's home. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Throw grandma out. Yeah, she's going to be <laughs> dead soon anyway. Just leave her on the corner, as Ob says, and give us the house.
0: Yeah, we're. Sa- I'm saving you money on a funeral. Yeah. Let's be honest. Yeah. So at, at least the, the money schedules- of the funeral. Yeah, give us that much at least. Yeah. <laughs> Back to yeah, so you're fine. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, he says I believe Alex. You mentioned that you went to Penn, um, as did I actually. Um, yeah. Although at different times, mm-hmm. you went to the uh, college. I went to the law school there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Zachary says that he recently started. We were supposed to overlap, right? I graduated a year early to avoid you. That's what you've said um, before. Is that true? I did. You graduated a year early. Okay, Mr. yeah. I was Sparty, only at Penn for Mr. two Sparty years. Uh huh. Okay,
1: you, you made the joke at the time. Alex heard that I got into the law school and I was coming here next year, so okay. he rushed to get out.
0: I see. All right. Sounds like something I might have said. Yeah. Sounds like something you might have done. <laughs> so are you self-deprecating or am I just an asshole? Who knows? Yeah. Um, so Zach says that he recently started a part-time job as a course assistant in Penn's medical ethics and health policy department. Mm. Are there any restaurants or cool things in University City that I should be looking to try? Well, my University City data
1: is uh, circa 2005. So yours would be probably uh, maybe also very wrong, but, but less old than mine. Like, should I say, go get a margarita at Mad for Max? Like, is that place still around? I don't know.
0: Yeah, you gotta check out um, the the Philly cheesesteaks at uh, <laughs> what is it, Gino's? Yeah, no, no, but he
1: asked about University City. He yeah, he no. know about, yeah.
0: Um, I don't know. There was this place, uh, place. I just started working for a White Dog. I went to a lot. You're the no, it's I, not, whatever. It's I'm sure it's all different places. Like
1: I, I just started working for a Philadelphia-based law firm uh, yesterday. Oh, I saw about that. It was and, all
0: over the Internet.
1: Is it? And I no, discovered it was on the Internet. It was, I discovered that uh, my firm owns a bar in Center City, Philadelphia, which is pretty cool.
0: That yeah, is cool. Oh, so good. Go to it, Alex's like, bar. It's, like, it's, the, it's Alex the bar. A, so that's a way, good way for people to oh, give you money indirectly. Yeah. We could launder it through the bar right into your pockets. <laughs> well, let's be very careful about
1: the terms we're using here. Yeah. Or no, the bar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would. Alex is basically the owner of the bar.
1: Yeah, it is. It's called Morris's Cafe. Because the firm is called uh, Dwayne Morris. It's between 17th and
0: 18th on Ludlow Street. Very cool. It's closed Um, now. Don't come right now. Oh, don't come now. Fine. Well, when you're listening to this, it might be open. Just check. Check check when you're listening to see what the time is and whether it's open at that time. Yeah. Um, By the way, it's technically,
1: according to this, it says it's center city is only if you're east of City Hall. If you're west of City Hall, technically you're in the French Quarter. Like, so Rittenhouse Square is not in Center City. I never knew that before.
0: Um, I am very bad at geography. Yeah, Rittenhouse Square was fun. There was a bunch of stuff there. Um, I don't really remember. I don't remember the names of any place. So like, I'm not completely not helpful. Uh, but Rittenhouse Square was cool. Old Town was very cool. But you want University City specifically? I don't remember anything that was there. Yeah. Um, I remember we had a, a British friend who would say, um, on Wednesday nights one goes to Smokes, which was Smoky Joe's on like yeah. that was Street. But that was yeah for undergrads. Did, did uh, law school people go there also? Uh, we went to, on Wednesday night. One went to Smokes, um, and on Thursday night one went to Marbar. Uh, which is a, a more of a, a clubby type I rem- Mar- bar.
1: Marbar was new when I was there. Yeah, it was it on. Was 40th, on
0: 40th, like 40th. That, and what, what was like the main uh, Locus. thoroughfare? Locust. No, well, yeah. it was
1: between Locust because Locust Walk opens up again, right? Right.
0: Okay. What's the other one? Wal- um, uh, walnut or maple or <laughs> one of <the> Chestnuts, <laughs> something, Sam- something yeah. like that. Where like all the stores were. Yeah, it was walnut. Yeah, it's walnut. A, it, I think. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's right across. Your um, yeah, that was all new when I was there.
0: So they always had a deal uh, back then on Thursday nights. You got 10 drinks for $10. Oh, I like a very good drink. I like drink drink red beer or like a Long Island iced tea. Like, How's that possible? It was crazy. So that's why. I've, so that's why on Thursday You're night. I'm one Yeah. yeah. Uh, um So that's what that's what one did. So you go on to Jim Crumbly, who says James Ellison's funeral was a little better than the orgy, but still not terribly funny, describing James as a crockpot in an open marriage. Didn't hit as well as they'd hoped. Two out of five pretties come with gal is Diane Ellison, the unflappable co-host, even their husband's mistress and bastard. Ah! Yes, Kim's with me. <sighs> Fucking asshole. The mistresses and bastards. Funerals are for the family that is hosting it and friends. Those are the rules. Um, yeah, you, you can't you don't go to a funeral if you think that somebody like in the immediate family doesn't
1: want you there. How about that?
0: Well, That's I think a general. It, it depends on. It depends on the nature of the relationship with the Mister and the Bastard, I think, right?
1: Yeah, let me let me put it this way. Uh, my sister's ex husband uh, not wanted at uh, any funerals in our family. Right. So he, he... so I don't want him to think. Oh, I'm coming to pay my respects. No, you're not wanted. Your respects aren't wanted. Your disrespect is wanted.
0: <laughs> you disrespect this, wasn't. Yeah, all right. I hope he's listening. Yeah, I'm that's just I, sense. Yeah, just now, now, fired. now the
1: complicated part is if a close family member does want you to come, but another close family member doesn't want you to come because then you're getting stuck in the middle of a family dynamic. So that's always right. Important. Yeah, right. Fair as long as you don't think you have a reason to have actively angering someone by your presence, you should always go. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Air on the side of going.
0: Um, Zach Brooks asks if we have any jungle fever takes uh, which I do not as I have not seen it. Mm. Directed by Fred Savage. Nice. Ron getting locked in the casket was great. Love when he gets shit on like that. with guy is the branch manager who came all the way from Phoenix. Nice guy. Fucking asshole is Vanna. Her crying was obnoxious. Three parties. And that's her show. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, next week, as we said, we will be doing just one episode. We will be doing Steve Gutenberg's birthday.
0: Uh Oh, I think I recall. I I mean, I remember that the name of that episode. So, okay, I I think that was a standout. If I recall, yeah, yeah. He uh, and you know, uh, spoiler alert:
1: Steve Gutenberg will appear. And is that the first person appearing as themselves, Curb style? I think it is. Right. Even though we're in Hollywood, uh, you know, uh, surrounded by celebrities, this is the first celebrity to be playing themselves. Um, I think that's right. Yeah. All right. So that's what we're going to do next
0: week here. Sounds good. Going from a funeral to a birthday. See you then. Shoes.